Hello. Welcome to the Spirit of Praise broadcast coming to you from Tabernacle of Praise Church International, York, South Carolina. I'm Bishop Alfred Jackson. I'm thankful that you've tuned in today. I pray that the message uh, will bless you and impact your life in a powerful way. Again, thank you for tuning in. Enjoy the message. Hallelujah. Come on, put your hands together. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit is in this place. Hallelujah. 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 You know, you can't help but say if President Biden was walking in these doors right now, people would be standing up and clapping their hands. Hallelujah. So come on. God is greater. And any covenant of king or queen, he deserves our honor and our glory that we give unto him. Hallelujah. So we just want to give our all to the Lord this morning. We thank the praise team for those great selections this morning. As we said earlier, we really we praise God for this opportunity to be here this morning, for waking us up this morning and bringing us on our way. Uh, we thank God for Bishop Alfred Jackson uh, for the work he's doing in Africa right now. We praise God that we serve on, up under a true apostle. Uh, he don't go out of, out of the way to carry that title. He just do the work. I know a lot of people that got the title and doing nothing. But Bishop Jackson, he, he don't even he don't even see apostle in his name. Uh, uh, or his title, you know, not his name, but his title. Uh, he go by, he used bishop because a bishop really should be uh, one that wins souls. And so we thank God for what he's doing. We thank God for our first lady. Amen. Got word the other night that she was in a car accident. And truly, we praise God that she's doing as well as she's doing. Hallelujah. It didn't surprise me when she told us what she'd done. I said, that's first lady. <laughs> I won't broadcast it on the air, but we praise God. You all may be seated in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. I just want to say this morning before we get started, last time Bishop asked me to speak before you, and I'm saying this for the people that's watching on Facebook. Uh, I got up here, and I wasn't feeling well. I even told Brother Kenton, I said, I came. Uh, I'm here because I refuse to let the enemy get the victory. Uh, going through some things, and I thought that I had a urinary tract infection, had called the doctor, and he was treating me for that, had called in a prescription and everything, and uh, I, I was just having some issues. I won't be graphic and go through details, but I was just having issues, and uh, so that was a, a Sunday, that Sunday. I went the whole week, uh, actually. Uh, it started that Thursday night, and before that Sunday, I spoke and went the whole week, and uh, trying to let what the doctor had called in, trying to let it work, did not know what was going on. I never forget, I told my son yesterday, and I thanked him for this. Uh, I was talking to him on the phone. Shell had called me, my wife, they were on the way back from the mountains. They went with, with her mom to celebrate her birthday. I couldn't go because of school. And so I was uh, 
she put Joe on the phone, my, my son Joe Terrier, put him on the phone, and he talked to me, and he said, Dad, listen to what you're saying, because I was telling him, trying to let this work, but you know, blah, blah, blah. He said, Dad, listen to what you're saying. He said, what you're saying don't make sense. That's just how he said it, you know. And I'm sitting there saying, wait a minute, first of all, who are you talking to? I didn't tell him that. But then what he said made me think, because I'm the one that usually say what you're saying don't make sense. But he said it to me, and he did not realize that resonated with me. And I kept listening, hearing his voice in my head, Dad, what you're saying don't make sense. So when I finally decided to go to the hospital that next Sunday, um, come to find out my blood sugar was 1053. The doctor told me, he said, you're very critical. She said, you should, have, you should be in a diabetic coma. She said, but uh, we thank, we thank, she didn't say thank God, but say thankful that you're not, that you didn't go to a diabetic coma. But let me show you how God worked. Once they put me in ICU and started the, uh, the insulin drip, uh, they say usually people would come in with 7,800. They're in there for a week. I went in ICU on the Sunday night and Tuesday morning they were putting me in a room. Wednesday I was coming home. It's just the grace of God. Just the grace of God. And I tell you this much, I you know, I, I you know, a lot of things we don't understand why it happened the way it happened. But we just know that God shows up and He takes care of us even when we don't know He's taking care of us. And so I just praise God for that. But this morning, what I want to speak about is something God had uh, placed in my heart, and I could not shake it. And that's how I know God is speaking to me. Um, I couldn't shake it. And it's by, about the rich young ruler, the, the rich young ruler. And what happened with the rich young ruler, we want to analyze this morning. We want to uh, give it some thought. And I'll show you exactly where we're going. But let me read the passage again out of the book of Matthew, the 19th chapter, verse 16 through 23. It says, And behold, a man came up to him, saying, Teacher, what good deed? Now listen to what he's saying now. What good deed must I do to have eternal life? And he said unto him, Why do you ask me about what is good? There's only one who is good. Uh, there's only one who is good, and that's God. Uh, if you want to enter life, keep the commandments. He said, which one? Listen to this conversation now. Which one? And Jesus said, you should, you should not murder. You should not commit adultery. You should not steal. You should not bear false witness. Honor your father and your mother, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Now, notice that last one is not one of the Ten Commandments. It is a summation of all the commandments. And I believe Matthew done this for a reason. The young man said, all these I have kept. What do I still lack? Jesus said unto him, if you would be perfect or complete or mature, go sell what you possess and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, and come follow me. When the young man heard this, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. And Jesus said to his disciples, Truly I say to you, uh, only with difficulty will a rich man enter the kingdom of heaven. Listen to this. Oh, first of all, let's pray. Father God, it's in Jesus' name that we come. Father, we thank you for your loving kindness and for your tender mercy. 
Now, Father, I realize that I'm only a vessel that you have ordained and separated me from my mother's womb. Oh, God, and put your hand upon me. Go speak my word, you told me. I have no words of my own. I only have your word. So I avail myself to you this morning, oh, God, to use me as you see fit. Put me to your, uh, oh, God, to your mouth, oh, God, and bring forth through me a clarion sound that your people may hear and obey and understand all the more. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Now, listen, I want to start by saying that I do not want to focus on the rich young ruler walking away despondent because of what Jesus commanded him to do. What this message will look at and seek to address is what makes a man or woman respond the way the rich young ruler did. We will uh, look at the uh, repercussions of such behavior in the lives of the Christians. We will also look at why Jesus only quoted, and this is very important, why he only quoted the commandments having to do with man's relationship with man. We notice he did not quote the first four verses or the first four commandments which have to do with uh, your relationship with God. Thou shalt have no other God before me. And you, you all know those commandments. He didn't quote those. He only quoted those that had to do with man versus or man's relationship with man. What we want to uh, ask is, um, why did Jesus only quote those commandments? Uh, why did he uh, not speak uh, to him about the first four cultic commandments? When I say cultic, uh, I'm talking about uh, a, a, a religious devotion. I'm not talk, talking about yap yap anything like me. When you hear the word cult, you know, your antennas go up. But because you start thinking about Jim Jones or somebody like that. But when I say cult, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about uh, a religious observancy, right? Uh, next, we will speak about uh, what the term neighbor means to the Christian, answering the question of the lawyer. Who, uh, uh, who asked, who is my neighbor? And finally, we would like uh, to do a brief analysis of the approach the rich young, young ruler took to Jesus. We're going to contrast him with Zacchaeus and look at the approach. Hallelujah. I want to perform a horizontal reading. Uh, and compare this account with each of the synoptic gospels. Another note, and then this is what I'm talking about, about the cultic. I just explained that. Uh, in Luke's uh, account, Luke identified him as a ruler. Now, none of the gospel writers identify him as a rich young ruler. They identify him as a ruler, and Matthew say a man. But, you know, uh, later on, the, the people that translated Scripture, they didn't want to put rich young ruler. Uh, but they said a ruler. But he was rich. So there's nothing wrong with that title. Um, and the ruler asked him, uh, Luke said, and Jesus quoted, uh, but Jesus, uh, uh, and Luke did not summate him and said, uh, love your neighbor as yourself. His last one was honor your father and your mother. Mark said. And he was setting out on a journey, and a man ran up and knelt before him and asked him. And this is, and, and, and this is what Jesus said. Jesus said, you know the commandments. 
According to Mark's account, Mark said, Jesus told him, you know the commandments, right? Now, you know, uh, as you study, you will see these different accounts. When they vary a little bit, that's just really served to prove that the Bible is the real thing. And the reason I say that is because there was no collusion. If it was collusion, then they would all be saying the same thing. But because they don't say the same thing, see, a lot of people get all bent out of shape, and they say uh, uh, such and such gospel said that it was one angel, and then the other one said it was two angels, and they get all bent out of shape, you know. But that just proves that, you know, these are men. And somebody want to believe that the Holy Ghost overtook them, and, 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 and they lost all consciousness, and they just begin to write, and they didn't know what they were writing. Don't you know that the personality of these gospel writers or these epistle writers or even John in the book of Revelation, um, their personalities come through? The personality, Jesus don't come and erase your personality. Your personality, that's just like I'm preaching this morning. Can't nobody preach like I do. And what I mean by that, what I mean by that, and I'm not saying that, that, that I'm the best preacher in the world. I'm saying I'm Warren Hoskins. Based on what I've been through, my upbringing, what I've come through, everything I've been through in life, what has made me me today is what you're going to see. Uh, uh, they tell me on the podcast I get excited, and folks say, boy, I can't wait to hear from Warren because I get excited. I do get excited. You'll see that this morning. I get excited, especially when I see something and it gets all down in my toes, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But I praise God. But um, what I want to do is not be before you long this morning. Then Matthew said, Behold, a man came to him saying, and Jesus said, If you were into life, keep the commandments. Notice what the rich man did. He came to Jesus and said, Good master, what must I do to, uh, to obtain eternal life? What must I do. And Jesus responded to him in kind. The man came to him in that certain way, and Jesus responded to him in kind. I think it's Psalm 118 and say, to the pure God will show himself pure. <laughs> you know, to the way you come to God, that's the way he will respond to you. If you come to him self-righteously, God's going to deal with you that way, like you're a self-righteous individual. He's going to say, you know the commandments because that's what you go by. What must I do? Listen, when the, when the young ruler asks Jesus what he should do to obtain eternal life, Jesus tells him to obey the sixth, the seventh, the eighth, the ninth, and the fifth commandment. He responds by telling Jesus that he's kept them from his childhood. Now, there, uh, there's a level of righteousness uh, that, that the Israelites could obtain up under the law. However, the sacrificial system was needed because men could not keep the law perfectly. Nobody could. That is why the law, the Ten Commandments, were placed in the Ark of the Covenant. Actually, the Israelites broke the first commandment, thou shalt have no other God before me, before Moses could get them down the mountain. They broke them. They, they broke the first one. And then, and then we'll find out, James later said, if you offend in one point, you offend them all. And this is what the rich young ruler, is a lesson he's going to have to learn. Therefore, it was put in the ark under the mercy seat, where 
but the blood was applied once a year. I guess we could say, I think it's safe to say that the broken law was under the blood. I just want to give a, a parenthetical a little message here. That's why you don't let nobody try to condemn you about what you've done in the past and what God has forgiven you for because it's under, under the blood. Leave me alone. Hallelujah. <laughs> However, the rich, uh, the rich young ruler appears to have been caught up in the self-righteousness, a self-righteousness that is really prevalent in our world today. One of the first things that jumps out when we read uh, this account is that Jesus only quoted, or he did not quote the first four commandments which have to do with man's observance or cultural observance to God, their relationship with the covenant God. Those commandments says, you should not have no other God before me. You shall not make an idol. You shall not take the name of the Lord or bear the name of the Lord in vain. And my God, see, we ought to read or we ought to do a study on that word take because that word take is the same word they, they, in, uh, in, the, in, the, in the Hebrew for bear. So uh, 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 when you bear, see, we thought that uh, a lot of times if you lie, you know, if you say that you're, that, that you're telling the truth, you put your hand on the Bible and you lie, that's taking the name of the Lord in vain. No, it's not. That's not it. You just lie. Uh, 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 another thing, we think that, that if you curse, huh, and you use, you know, I mean, you shouldn't use it, but that's not what's taking the name of the Lord in vain. When they say take the name of the Lord in vain, it's talking about bear the name. Bear the name. Will you bear the name of the Lord in vain? You call yourself a Christian. Oh, but you don't act like one. You say that you saved, sanctified, and you say that God is alive in you, but you don't act like it, and you get satisfied without acting like it. You get used to not acting like it because that's who you are now. You have come accustomed to. Don't, ah, if somebody asks you, would you know if the Holy Spirit left you? And people get quiet when you ask them that. Would you know if the Holy Spirit left you? And people get quiet. Why do they get quiet? Because many people don't know they have the Holy Spirit. They live their lives <laughs> as if the Holy Spirit does not exist. They don't wait for the Holy Spirit to give them direction. No, 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 no. They are self-righteous. I got this. And when you say you got it, the Holy Spirit steps back. He is a gentleman and he will not usurp your authority because God has given us the authority of choice. That's the authority you have. Choose ye this day. This is the Holy Spirit here. This is not, this is not in my notes. Choose you this, this day. What will you do? Will you let God reign in your life or will you continue to reign on the throne yourself? Will you tell God to get back? I got this. And listen, let me tell you something. God is even talking to the young people. It's not the old people or the older people he's talking to. He's talking to the younger people. Let me tell you something. When the coronavirus first hit, they were saying the young people, it's not getting the young people, it's getting the older people. And the young people said, oh, well, I remember my son saying to us, he said, it's not bothering 
the young people. It's getting the older people, the people with underlying health issues. And then this variant came out. And it started attacking the young people. Let me tell you something. Satan don't care how old you are. The man who brought his son to Jesus, and he was at the foot of the mountain, and Jesus was at the top of the mountain with Peter, James, and John, where he has been transfigured. He came down the mountain, and it was a baby, a man of a child that the, that the enemy had possessed throwing him into the fire, throwing him into the water, making him have convulsion. He was a child. Satan ain't playing. He don't play fair. So young people, please hear me. Satan does not play fair. Stop playing with the devil. Understand that God has a plan for your life. And like Jonah, I know it don't sound right, but let me tell you what God said to Jonah. I'm going to put it in my own words. If I can't have you, nobody have you. <laughs> God told Jonah to go to Nineveh. Jonah got into the bottom of the boat, and he was going away from Nineveh. And God <laughs> troubled the water. Put the boat in peril and, and, and put the boat in danger. God was going to tie the whole thing up. People say, no, he wouldn't. Yes, he would. Those men who were the fishermen on the boat, they, 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 they fished all the time. They knew how a bad storm looked. And they were saying, oh, my God, what's happening? And so they went and found John down there asleep. And they said, whoa, 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 what's going on with you, man? Something ain't right about you. <laughs> I'm putting it in today's terms. And Jonah told him what was happening. And Jonah said, throw me over. And when he threw them over, the Lord prepared a big fish. Don't you know people have stumbled over the fact of big fish? And they say it couldn't have been a well because a well juices would have dissolved them. The Bible said God prepared. Come on, saints. Listen. One of the, 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 the things I'm studying right now is biblical hermeneutics. That means the science of interpretation. That means you pay attention to the word that's being used, okay? And, 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 and the words that's not being used, okay? It's like when it say God prepared, case closed. The Jews that didn't dissolve them because God prepared. But God can tailor a situation for your life, for my life, when we get out of the way that will bring us back to the, to the cross. Bring us back to the cross. Let me get back to this. this I, 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 I just had to say that. Um, he did not quote the, 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 the first four commandments. And the question rather is why? And then we talked about how that Mark and Luke quoted the verses that they quoted. Now we see that Jesus, uh, when he was re uh, referring to the, uh, uh, to the, he referring to the Israelites' relationship with Israelites, right? Because he was talking to the Jews. And he said that, that you should love your neighbor as yourself, the way that, that Matthew put it. 
The young ruler told Jesus that he had observed all these commandments from his youth, self-righteous. And Jesus then tell him, there is one thing. Man say, what, you know, what uh, must I, or what do you say? What good work? What good work? Good work. See, he thought it was that one thing too. He said, that good work. <laughs> he didn't say good works. He said, what good work must I do? See, I love the way Matthew put it. Because Matthew is pointing to us, showing us what was this man's problem. What good work must I do to obtain eternal life? And Jesus said, if you would be perfect, go sell. One thing you lack. Go sell your possessions. He didn't say, you know, just go sell them. And, 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 and. No, he's talking about do. Go sell and give the proceeds to the poor. And then he gave him an invitation that he didn't give to everybody. He said, come follow me. Now, we'll look at, now why would Jesus tell this man that? Because he didn't tell Peter, James, and John. Now, a lot of people used to, they try to say Peter, James, and John were poor people. They were poor, they said. No, they wasn't. They were not poor. The reason you know they weren't poor because after Jesus said what he said, the Bible says they were astonished. And they said, well, who could be saved? If they were poor, they would say, well, okay, well, that ain't bothering me. You know, I ain't, you know I'm, I'm poor. No, no, no. They had money. They were businessmen. Matthew was a tax collector. Now, it don't, it don't, it don't tell us about his history as a tax collector, but Zacchaeus, it do tell us about his history. Uh, 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 he was cheating people. <laughs> And a lot of times, that's what the tax collectors were doing. They were cheating people, and I don't think Matthew was above that. All of a sudden, we want to see Matthew because we don't hear much, much about him. He was a tax collector. Matthew was probably shaving something off, probably telling people that, that they owe more than they, uh, than they owe, you know. Now, um, Jesus told a man, if you wanted to be complete, if you wanted to be mature, go sell your possessions. The account says that the young ruler walked away uh, from the call of discipleship. Um, he did not, uh, did not hear what Jesus had asked him to do, or he, he walked away from what Jesus asked him to do, and he walked away from discipleship because he had great possessions, the Bible says. Now, we can't prove this, okay? And I'm just going to give this because uh, I've read it in a book or two. They said that that may have been Mark, that that young man may have been Mark. And the reason they say that because Mark was wealthy. His parents were wealthy. Matter of fact, one of the churches, there were two churches in Jerusalem. One of the churches were in Mark's mother's house. So they had money. Okay, then in Mark's gospel, he talked about a young man who were there <coughs> um, um, observing the uh, crucifixion. And the people recognized him. They talked about him running off, the young man running off. And, and, and they grabbed this, whatever he was wearing, and ripped it off of him, and he ran away naked. That's what Mark said in his gospel. See, a, a lot of people don't realize that Mark was there in the shadows. But where did Mark get his information from? Let's just talk about that for a second. <coughs> he get his information from Peter. Mark traveled with Peter, and he got his information from Peter. Uh, 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 there's a theory say that Mark's gospel was the first gospel. Matthew and Luke, they say, use Mark's gospel. Now, that's just one of the theories. Another one say that, uh, that Matthew's gospel was the first gospel. But uh, it is believable but that Mark's gospel was the first gospel. He got his information from Peter. 
Peter had firsthand information about what had happened. Okay? Um, now, one thing the rich young ruler did not realize, and this is another, uh, uh, another verse Jesus did not quote. He did not quote the Tenth Commandment. Thou shalt not covet. Thou shalt not covet. Why didn't he quote that? <laughs> because that was, a, that was a rich man's problem. That was his problem. That was his problem. So when Jesus said, go sell all your possessions and give to the poor, that would have covered that commandment. The rich man did not realize that it really don't belong to him anyway. When you die, you can't take it with you. I found that out. When a person dies, you have to go, if they're one of your close loved ones, you got to go clean out their, their, their place, their possessions, and you realize that you can't take it with you. When I lost my mother, my sister, and my brother, went through all of this stuff, and I realized you can't take it with you. And so we had to do something with it. Richard, somebody might say, well, you can pass it down. Well, you don't know who you pass it down to. Well, pass it down to your son. Well, your son might be an idiot. Might be a drunk. Might be a drug addict. So you, 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 you sit here and you, you, you're trying to amass all of these things because you feel like that it makes you feel better. It makes you feel good about yourself. So you're trying to amass all these things, but when the Bible says that the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein, it don't belong to you anyway. It belongs to the Lord. Mark and Luke's account are almost identical to one another. Matthew's account as the, uh, uh, what many scholars uh, uh, thought to be the uh, distillation of what Rabbi Maimonides said was 613 commandments. Uh, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. He's, Jesus told them that this is one of the twins. I call them the twins. The first one, he said, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength. And he said, the second one is like it. You shall love your neighbor as your Self. Think about that. Slow, slow it up and look at each word. Thou or you shall love your neighbor as yourself. That means whatever you would do for yourself, you do that for your neighbor. Well, you say, well, Elder, that, uh, he was talking to Jews concerning Jews. And that's right. In the, the immediate context, he was talking to Jews because he was, came to the Jews first. But don't you know when Christ came, he broke down the walls? <laughs> and now the neighborhood has grown? Oh, I thought about that last night. I said, boy, the neighborhood has really gotten big. And now we can keep in contact with our neighbors by the world or worldwide well. The world has really gotten smaller. But God is no longer talking about Jews concerning Jews. He's talking about humanity concerning humanity. He's talking about black and white. He's talking about Asian, oh God. And he's talking about uh, 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 the people in, uh, uh, in uh, South America. He's talking about uh, wherever you may be 
on this very looking ball. Wherever you may live in this world, God is saying, you are neighbors. I cannot discount any racial nationality because the color of their skin. Don't you know the only thing that separates us is really our customs? The way we do things, that's what separates us. Even black people, we, we all don't do things the same way. It depends on where you live. It depends on the way you were raised. It depends on, on what you were exposed to as a child. But we let those things separate us. And we try to make ourselves look big and feel big because we say, you don't do things the way I do them. That's foolishness in God's sight. The Bible says of one blood he has made all men. He didn't make the black Jew and all of that. Don't you know that that did not happen until the table of nations separated, and when they went to different parts of the world, uh, 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 certain genes began to uh, mutate and began to uh, cause slanted eyes, and, and, and then the black people, because they were in a hot climate, they developed uh, uh, the melanin in their skin, the, 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 the uh, 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 Anglo-Saxons, because they were in the cold climate, they, 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 their skin was white. Don't you know that's what happened? God didn't make what you don't see in Genesis where God made the black man the white man, and God never referred to us by skin color. He referred to men by where they came from. This is foolishness. This ties into, it's not on my paper, but it ties into what I'm saying. <laughs> Who is my neighbor? Who should I take care of? Who should I look after when they have need? Is it only my people? Is it only my family? Is it only black people? No! It's all people. It's all of humanity. That's who God has called us to take care of. The rich young ruler came to Jesus. What good thing must I do? to obtain eternal life. I want to get, I'm, I'm going to sort of skip through this, so I'm going to get down to Zacchaeus. Y'all, you know, I really spent a lot of time on this, and I really want to, to, to go through it, but I, I am not going to keep you here for a long period of time. <laughs> now, we can only speculate. While Jesus told the rich young ruler to sell his possession and to give to the poor. Maybe we can contrast him with Zacchaeus, who did not run up to Jesus presenting his self-righteous list or his self-righteousness, but he ran and climbed up a tree, up a sycamore tree, a big tree, to see Jesus as he passed by. This account is found in the Gospel of Luke, the 19th chapter, verse 1 through 10. Jesus looked up and said, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. On the surface, this don't seem like it's that big, but Zacchaeus was a member of a hated group, a tax collector. As a matter of fact, he was, uh, he was said to be chief of the tax collectors. 
Parenthetically, I, I want to add, like I said earlier, that was Matthew's uh, pr a profession before Jesus called him. Now, let me tell you something that you say, well, Jesus never told the disciples to sell everything. But the Bible tells us once Jesus called them that they left everything. They left everything. Okay? Now, so what that says to us, when Jesus calls us, he wants us to leave everything. No, 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 no. We're not talking about houses and land and whatnot. We're talking about everything that will hinder us from being the disciples of Christ. Everything that will hinder us from being obedient to the Lord Jesus Christ. Everything that will hinder us from loving on one another. Everything that will keep us from being who God has called us to be. There is a calling. There is a plan God has for your life. Paul said that he was striving to be uh, 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 to be that man that God has called him to be in Christ Jesus. He said that I may obtain that. He couldn't even articulate it. He just, it was just in him. And I know some of you, maybe all of you, could, could attest to this, that there is something in you when you want to give up. It's pulling you forward. You want to quit. You want to say, Lord, I'm tired of this. I can't go anymore. But there are just that there's something in you calling you to a higher life. There's something in you. Is that Shalete? Is that Sandra Lorenz? Is that Jonathan? Is that Latrell? Is, is, is Sister Adrian? Is that in Christ Jesus? That person in Christ Jesus that's pulling you, that's pulling you. Oh, and you can't give up. You may have messed up, but don't give up. You may have missed the mark, but don't give up. Zacchaeus came to Jesus, and he threw his, himself on the mercy of God, unlike the rich young ruler. He didn't throw himself on the mercy of God. He came to know, ask, what must I do? Zacchaeus, listen to what Zacchaeus said. Zacchaeus said, uh, now listen, <coughs> excuse me. He said, um, behold, our Lord, uh, half of my goods I will give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I restore, <coughs> I restore it fourfold. Today's salvation has come to this house, since he also is the son of Abraham. For the Son of Man, Jesus said, came to seek and to save that which was lost. Now, this reminds me of what Paul said uh, of the nation of Israel. He said, what should we say then? That the Gentiles, which follow not after righteousness, which represents the rich young ruler, have attained to righteousness. This is the Gentiles, right? The Gentiles, well, first of all, the Gentiles did not follow after righteousness, but they have obtained to righteousness. That is Zacchaeus. Even the righteousness which is by faith. But, but you know, and we can actually change this here and say the rich young ruler. But Israel, which followed after the law, has not attained to the, right, to, the, to, to the law of righteousness. Why? Because they did not seek it by faith. But as it were, by the works of the law. For they stumbled at that stumbling stone. As it is written, Behold, I lay in Zion 
a stumbling stone, a rock of offense, and whosoever believes on him shall not be ashamed. The rich young ruler came presenting his self-righteousness. Zacchaeus threw himself on the mercy of God and said, and the Bible says Zacchaeus was a wealthy man. But he said, if I have defrauded anybody of anything, and, and, and you know it had been years. I mean, can you imagine uh, 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 him trying to go back and remember everybody he done cheated? But he said, Lord, can you believe? I'm a I can't tell you right now, but this is what the Lord said to me uh, today, and I, I'm I'm going to say it. I, I can't tell it right now. <laughs> but the Lord said this to me today about the rich. But I'm going to go ahead and say it. You done pulled it out of me. The Lord said what the rich young ruler did not realize. When you step into the presence of our glorious Lord, your imperfections will be revealed. You come to the Lord in your imperfections. So this is why we need to throw ourselves on the mercy of God and not go in self-righteousness because your imperfections are showing. God sees your imperfections, but God wants to hear, have mercy on me. He don't want to hear... Lord, I've done such and such, and, and you ought to bless me because I've done such and such. The Lord don't want to hear that. He want to hear when you messed up, Lord, I have went against your word. Forgive me. He want to hear, Lord, I have need of mercy. Because the Bible tells us to come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. The rich Rich young ruler, one of the accounts, say, ran up to Jesus. Ran up. See, you can run, but if you don't run right, you don't come right. <laughs> he ran up to Jesus. So, obviously, this was really bothering him because he felt, he felt unfulfilled. He was keeping all of these. And let me, let me share this with you. Jesus did not quote the first four commandments because many Christians believe that they got that down packed. Oh, my God, they sing on the choir. Oh, my God, they fast every week. Oh, my God, they pray a certain amount of times a day. They got all of that down packed. But they treat their brothers and sisters like they're separate citizens. They forget that their brothers and sisters are made in the image of God. How can you just just? Or, or, or not just how can you uh, uh, not give respect to that which God has made in his image? How can you do that? But God has called us saints, to love each other. You know, I usually say love on, but I can love on you without loving. And what I mean by that, when I say love, I'm talking about Bible said, Jesus said, and I love this translation. It said to for us to 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 by this shall all men know that you are my disciples when you have love one to another. One to another means that when you are in need, I'm Johnny on the spot. When you're in need, I don't wait for you to say, or I don't say, I tell you, if you need something, call me. Because now, I promise you, that's, you're going to be the last one I call. 
If you need something, call me. You see me, I remember our house burnt down years ago. Me and my wife, we just got married, house burned down. And I remember, I'm not going to call the pastor's name, but I'll never forget that as long as I live. Because that right there showed me this is not what God has called us to do. He's standing out there, and we're looking at the burnt house. We had lost about everything we owned. And he's standing outside and said, if y'all need anything, call me. We done lost by everything in the house. Uh, and you're going to say, if we need anything, and, and guess what? We didn't call him. Please don't do that to somebody. If you know they're in need, don't say, if you need something, call me. We got saints in this church that will not do that. They're not going to say, if you need something, call me. All of a sudden, you're going to see them showing up with KFC. You know, we're gonna, you're going to see them showing up with a, with, with a, a homemade uh, a, a homemade pie or something to that. So we, you know, it, we, we, not everybody, but we got some saints in this church. They're not going to say, if you need me or need anything, call me. Okay, so, uh, you know, Paul said that the Gentiles did not follow up in righteousness, but they had attained the righteousness. And he talks about uh, how that the Jews, because they followed up the law, they never attained to the righteousness the righteousness, which is by faith. Well, Zacchaeus followed not after righteousness, but he attained righteousness because he threw his himself on the mercy of God. Uh, the rich young ruler followed after righteousness and never attained righteousness. We don't know what the man ever got say. It could have been Mark, but it might not have been Mark. Uh, and, you know, I, I just said, I just done something I hate because somebody do to me. When you when you discussing something with them and they say, it could be that, but then it could not be that. Duh. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I just wanted to add that. Don't do that when you're talking to me. It could be that, but it could not be that. Uh, is that that's the only two options. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, in the context of this passage, it's referring to the Gentiles and the Jews, but added. Uh, but it should be. It could be added. Because uh, it's the same principle that's in play right now, standing in opposition against the rich, that stood in opposition against the rich young ruler. It was his self-righteousness. The rich young ruler, uh, because of his self-righteousness, he could not even see his neighbor. He could not see the, the needs of his neighbor because of his self-righteousness. So maybe if you're not seeing the needs of your neighbor, Maybe it's because of self-righteousness. Maybe it's because you think you got a down path. Because you go to church, sing on the choir, pray, fast, got to dance and knock over all the chairs. You got it all down path. But God said that he talked about this in the book of Amos. Let me find this. I'm trying to scroll through this, so please bear with me because I'm trying to get through this. He told them, he said, to take away the noise of your song. I want music. He said, to take them away from me. He said, because, he said, but let, uh, let mercy 
or let justice run down as a flowing stream. But he talked about he desired mercy, he said in the book of Micah. I desire mercy and not sacrifice. Not only did God want to have mercy, but he want you and I to show mercy. He will have us to show mercy more than he will have us to pray for 10 hours a day. He would rather for us to have mercy more than he would uh, uh, want us to come and stay in church in, uh, uh, in an overnight uh, shut-in. You know, all of that is fine and well. But I'm going to tell you, show you what Jesus said to the scribes and Pharisees. Ooh, and you have, uh, you have to please um, also look, you know, I, I when I went through the thing I went through, it affected my, my vision. And initially, I could see without my glasses. Then my vision went the other way, and uh, now I could barely see with them. So uh, it's still adjusting. Listen what the Lord said to the scribes and Pharisees. And this is the clincher. He said, uh, all of the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. He talked about thou shalt love the Lord our God, all our heart, all our soul, all our mind, and then our neighbor as thyself. And this is what he said to the self-righteous Pharisees. You give tithe and you and, and, and tithe of your mint. I mean, or you get spices, mint, dill, and cumin. And you have neglected the more important matters of the law. In some translations, they say waiter matters of the law. Now, some people say all of the law is the same. And Jesus said here that there are weightier matters of the law. What are the weightier matters of the law? Is it tithing? Is it singing? No, 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 no. The weightier matters of the law is justice, mercy, and faithfulness. Your relationship with man how faithful are you? Can you be? Can 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 they depend on you? Uh, uh, mercy. How merciful are you? And then he talked about justice. Justice is in in, in the in the uh, New Testament is making a, a choice, discerning good from bad. Justice in the Old Testament is. Uh, making a judicial choice. But you have to do it after God. You have to do it the way God would do it, but you make a judicial choice. So when it comes to loving on one another, what would God do? What would he do? You know, we use the word, they, I, I, I never wore one, the neck, I never, I, I didn't do all that. Because I, I don't believe in, because I know that I, listen to me, I have imperfections. And very rarely will you see me. I have a couple now. I got one shirt with the have uh, addicted to Jesus on it. I don't wear a lot of them because I don't. I don't want. You know, I, I got imperfections, and I don't want to to go out here with a big cross around my neck, and then folks see me get mad on the highway. I'm just being honest with you. You know. So let me let me let, 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 let me give you a little, little, little advice. If you get it mad. Real easy, put the cross on. <laughs> I mean, God's still working on you, but take the cross off until you get it together. All right. Okay. Uh, now, someone may be saying uh, in their minds, 
that this was addressed uh, to the nation of Israel concerning their relationship with each other. And you are right. However, we Gentiles, uh, we were bought into the covenants of promise by our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and now we have been made one, one man in Christ Jesus. That's why I say God, uh, Christ broke down the walls. So your neighbor, the neighborhood has grown. Your neighborhood stretches all over the world now. Everybody is your neighbor. And I, I know it's hard for us to fathom that, but it is true. Everybody's your neighbor. Let me tell you something. There is no black heaven or black part of heaven. There is no suburb in heaven. There is no white heaven. There is no Asian heaven. Uh, 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 there is no Hispanic heaven. All of God's people would dwell together. There would be no foolishness up there. The Bible said that there would not be a, 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 a marriage or, 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 or in heaven because uh, we will love everybody, everybody the same. The love would not be, uh, uh, it won't be no ebbs and flows because of who that person is. It's going to be a constant love for everybody. And we don't need to reproduce in heaven because whatever number God sees fit, he's going to call that number and he's going to cut it, cut it off. All right? So there is no reproduction in heaven. But the love that we have is going to be constant for everybody. Hallelujah. It said that, uh, so we Gentiles, the neighborhood has grown. And our neighborhood is not just those in the body of Christ. Paul tells the Galatians, uh, therefore, as you have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially those that belong to the family of believers, especially those. But he said, Be, do, do good to all people. Paul's message to Timothy states that Paul instructs Timothy that those who are rich in this present age uh, instruct them not to be conceited and not to put their hope in uncertain wealth, but in God, who richly provides us all things to enjoy. Proverbs 11, 28 says uh, that whosoever trusts in riches will fall, but the rich will flourish uh, but the righteous, I'm sorry, will flourish like a green leaf. Now, I believe it can be stated uh, that, that the wealth of the rich young ruler uh, was just the fruit of, his, uh, of the root of his issues. The root of his issues, I believe, is uh, the third of what the Apostle John says is the source of sin in the world. He said that there was the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the third one was the pride of life. He didn't want to give up his status. He didn't want to give up who he was. He didn't want to give up what people called him when he went to the supermarket. He didn't want to give up what people said about his car when he drove up, uh, 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 you know, at the, uh, the mall or when he drove up. He didn't want to give that up. He wanted to keep that. He wanted to be able to, 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 to keep his drop top down, and he wanted folks to say, where did you get that car from? Oh, not many people got that. That car runs fast. He wanted to keep that status. It is garbage without Christ. You can have the car and die today. 
The Lord told the man who uh, a land bought for plenty. And the man said, what shall I do? Because my barn has run out of room for me to put my goods. What shall I do? And he said, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going uh, 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 to tell my soul, soul be encouraged, for you have many goods for years to come. And God said, thou fool. This night, call him a fool. Because you didn't say, I'm going to give to the poor. You did not say that. You said that I'm going to tell my soul, be encouraged. And God called him a fool. The Bible says in the, the Old Testament, they if when they uh, reaped their vineyard, they were supposed to leave the, out of the outer parts of the vineyard for the poor. God cared for the poor. How you missed that when you studied the law? How did you miss it? Self-righteousness. It will blind you to what God is saying, especially when it comes to somebody that's not you. When it's all about you, you get happy. When it's all about you, you all in. You want to talk about yourself. Nobody can have a conversation with you. Because you're always talking about yourself. People don't like talking to you. Because you're always talking about yourself. Self-righteousness. Yes, yeah, self-righteousness. Let me get on through this right here. Right? Uh, uh, let me get down here. The, the, uh, Paul sums up in Romans, the 13th chapter, verse 9 through 10. He said the commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet. Uh, and whatever commandment he said may be is summed up in one commandment, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. We have to love our neighbor as ourselves. If we do not do that, we have missed it. All of our cultic observances are null and void. Because James said, when you offend in one, you offend them all. You know, when you offend in one point, you offend them all. Now, love does not harm the neighbor, Paul said, therefore love is the fulfillment of the law. In a nutshell, in closing, in a nutshell, the rich young ruler did not understand the time. Jesus said that it's the time. <laughs> it is the time, right? The rich young ruler did not, realize, did not uh, realize what time he was in. He did not realize who he was talking to. He did not realize who he came to. He wanted to call him good master. I want to call him good teacher, but he did not call him Lord. He did not say, a son of David, have mercy on me. He did not say that. He came presenting his self-righteousness. Hey, uh, had he approached Jesus seeking mercy and forgiveness, the, uh, uh, the rich young ruler, uh, Jesus would have dealt with him in mercy. But he approached Jesus presenting his self-righteousness and his imperfections were exposed, like I said. That's why I didn't want to tell you because I was here with my clenching. Uh, <laughs> his imperfections were exposed in the light of our glorious Savior. Hallelujah. Can you imagine being in the light of, of, of Christ and Jesus exposing your imperfections and you walk away sad because it's been exposed? My God, that's what we should want. 
But when we don't want to give up our status, we, when we don't want to give up certain things, we walk away saying, why me? Brother so-and-so didn't have to do that. Sister so-and-so didn't have to do that. Why are you asking me to do it? Sister uh, Shalete, she didn't have to go through that. Uh, Brother Steve didn't have to go through that. Why I got to go through that? God, why are you picking on me? Huh? And God is not picking on you. There's just some things that maybe Sister Shalete didn't have in her life that I have. Remember I talked about I am a product of my upbringing. I'm a product of Dalton Village. Yeah, yes I am. Stayed in Dalton Village a long time, I'm telling you. I'm a product of Dalton Village, of the projects, one of the projects in Charlotte, right? So you can't subtract that from my life. I'm a, 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 a project of everything that happened after that. But let me tell you something. The basis was what, is what I experienced in Dalton Village, what I experienced coming up. So when people look at me and they're trying to figure me out, first of all, sit down and talk to me. I can tell you where I come from. You know, you know what I'm saying? When, you, when, 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 when you're trying to figure out why do I respond to things a certain way, it's the same thing about you. The way you respond to people and situations just didn't pop up out of, this, uh, uh, out of nowhere. It was created in you from your upbringing. We must, what must we do to obtain eternal life? The question is. Believe on the Lord, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and let his love flow through us. We can't make it flow. We must let it flow. We must uh, let it flow to satisfy our thirst. Anything short of this, we are no different than the rich young ruler. Just want to close right there and say, listen, you can't come to God with self-righteousness. I've been guilty of that. Of what I've done and what I haven't done. And especially in my young Christian days. Weak and, and, and wanting to do right. And I just could not, you know, I just couldn't do right. Uh, 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 I had a bad case of couldn't do it. And didn't realize that Christ had provided strength in me to be able to get through those situations. And so I just want to expand to everyone today, even with those that are online. If you have uh, gotten into a situation, situation that has pulled you away from what you know to be right, God has not left you. Don't trust in your self-righteousness. But trust in the mercy and the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Realize that when you come to Jesus in the light of our glorious Savior, your imperfections will be exposed. You will see where you're missing it. I just want to invite you today to just come and to give your life afresh to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. If you messed up, say, Lord, I've messed up. Don't beat yourself up because you messed up. Just acknowledge your wrong. Get back to the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We want to pray with you right now. Uh, anyone in this room, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand. I'm not going to ask you to come forward. 
whatever you have in your life that you think is self-righteous. You think you have trusted in your self-righteousness. We want to invite you right now to come back to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. If you never uh, received Christ as your Lord and Savior, we want to give you this opportunity to receive him. Listen, let me tell you something. All of this that we see, the trees, the brightness of the sun, the birds singing, that just didn't pop up out of nowhere. There are no multiple gods fighting it out and trying to find out who is the strongest. No, no, no. It's one, the Most High God, the Father of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. That's where all of this comes from. So we want to invite you to give your life to Christ this morning. So we're going to pray what they call the sinner's prayer. We're going to pray that first, then I'm going to pray the prayer for everyone who wants to give your life afresh to Christ. We want to pray that prayer as well. We want you to repeat with me, Lord God, I come to you in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I don't come presenting myself righteously, but I come throwing myself on the mercy of God. Lord, what you what your your your, your glory has revealed is true. My shortcoming is there. My shortcomings are there. But Father God, I don't have the strength to overcome them in and of myself. So I bring them to you. The Bible said that you sanctify the ungodly. So come, oh God, give them my life to you this morning. Receive me into the family of God. I believe that our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ died for me on Calvary's cross. I believe that he was buried. I believe that he was resurrected. And I receive him as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name we pray. Hallelujah. Father God, it's in Jesus' name that we come. Praying for everyone under the sound of my voice, those online who have either walked away from you one way or another who have trusted in their self-righteousness and have not understood, oh God, that we see in the contrast between the rich young ruler and Zacchaeus, your response was different to both of them because of the way they approached you. We ask that everyone under the sound of my voice do not approach you with self-righteousness, but they throw themselves on your mercy. They're anxious to see you because they know that you have what they need. They believe that you are and that you are a rewarder of them that diligently seek you. So we ask, oh God, that you would restore everyone whose heart, Lord God, is reaching out to you right now. For you told David and David, you said, you said, seek ye my face, my heart, David said. Unto you, uh, my heart was, will, will, will seek you. Every heart that is seeking out for you right now, every heart that's reaching out to you right now, we pray for them, oh God, as that there will be a restoration, a rejuvenation, a desire to study your word, 
that they may learn all the more of you. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. I pray that you've been blessed by the message. And if you have, write to us. Let us know how this message has impacted your life. Or if you've made a decision for Christ today to follow Jesus as your Savior and your Lord, write to us and let us know that as well and give us your information so that we can follow up with you. You may write to us at Tabernacle of Praise at msn.com. That's Tabernacle of Praise at msn.com. Give us your email address or a way to contact you so that we can follow up with you. Also, we would like for you to sow into this ministry. If you've been blessed by this work, by the preaching of the gospel and the teaching of the gospel, and you would like to help further this cause, we're not just preaching here in the United States. We are preaching around the world. Through this podcast, our messages are being heard in many places around the world. We are actively working in eight countries in the world, on the ground, in Liberia, Malawi, Burkina Faso, Ghana, Guinea, uh, Kenya, and Dominican Republic. So if you'd like to help us in this work, feel free to sow a seed to help further the preaching and teaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ and the expanding of the kingdom of God. If you would like to give, go to topraise.org forward slash give. Again, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Continue to pray with us and for us as we continue to spread this gospel of Jesus Christ around the world. God bless you.